Alrighty, hello and um, welcome back to another episode of Feminist Fangirl with Emma. So this is the second episode, but this will technically be like the first regularly filmed episode because the first one was like a smaller introduction. Also, I realized that my talking in it is extremely quiet. So I learned I learned a handy dandy trick, which I know some people might think is common sense, but I did in fact have to Google it. But sitting closer to the mic can actually help. Whoa, yeah, mind's blown. So I hope you guys can hear me better this time. I'm gonna be trying to talk a little bit louder, you know, with the diaphragm. I learned that from all my years of experience of drama camp when I was in elementary school. Um, so quite well trained and yeah. So hopefully it'll be louder. Um, Hope the quietness didn't cause too many people too many problems. Uh, it was a, the first episode. It it was good. It was a little bit of a mess, but I'm hoping this next one. I'm hoping to improve every single episode and grow as a podcaster. It'll be great. So yeah, welcome. Um, today's main focus is going to be talking about gender roles, and I want to introduce gender roles because that is a huge important topic in feminism. It's what I've, um, you know, gender roles is what creates a divide between men and women, even though there really shouldn't be too big of a divide. But yeah, we'll get a little bit into what gender roles are and what they look like. And then maybe next episode, I think it would be fun to look at the origin of different gender, gender roles in different cultures because different ancient cultures actually treated women and men very differently. And I find that very fascinating. So maybe that's something we can look into. But I just... Today, I just kind of want to talk about the general topic of it, what it kind of looks like, how it affects the genders, um, my personal experience, like what I've seen with it and all that jazz. I am currently washing my face right now. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that in the podcast. Oh, well, already said it. It's too late because I have somewhere to be at six and... But my mother isn't home, so I decided now is the best time to film the podcast. Because, yes, my ooh filming studio is in my house, but it's, my filming studio is also, like, my art room, my gaming room, just the general upstairs loft and hangout area. It's very, uh, very bougie, you know. You know, I, I, I make sure I get the high-end, you know, stuff, high-end, like, rent out the highest place, get the best equipment for my studio, because if my podcast studio is not up to par, then how can I give you guys the kind of content that you deserve? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I am just, I'm just in another room in my house. And right now my mother is gone and she has taken both of our dogs. So it's likely that not one of my dogs will bark because they're not here. And then my mom will also not be here because that's just, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel weird filming this around her, which I know that she wouldn't mind. And she would just like, you know, vibe. And she doesn't care that I'm doing this. She's very supportive. But, like, I don't know. It just feels kind of weird to um, film around her. But, yeah. So, oh, also, why I'm freaking cleaning my face is because, number one, I have somewhere to be at five. Uh, so, I w I'm doing a little bit of things while I'm recording this. Because my mom is, I don't know when she's coming home, which is probably going to be later tonight. And if I have somewhere to be at six. Oh, I said five earlier. Man alive. Okay, so I have somewhere to be at six, and my mom is coming home later. Now, I don't know if I'm going to have time in between me coming home from my plans at six and her coming home from her thing. So I was like, boom, 
going to record now. But if I want this to be um, as long as I want it to be, so like regular episodes, I'm hoping to be around 40, 45 minutes. I think that's a good time for a podcast. Um, I would have had to start recording now, so I'm just going to quickly wash my face because I have a bunch of makeup on. And I have a bunch of makeup on because instead of doing my homework, I procrastinated and I decided that it was a good time to practice Harley Quinn makeup <laughs> for about four hours. Um, so that's been my day. I woke up uh, at like... 9.30 and when that's a late start to my day because I don't know if you've ever seen like the different sleeping cycles but there's like wolf, bear, wolf, bear and I'm missing whichever one I am maybe unless I'm the bear I don't know what who's ever I don't know what the early morning riser one is but like the the wolf one those are people who are like considered more night owls but the one that I am the sleeping schedule that I am, which I think it is bare, is kind of more of like an, your productive time is in like later, later morning and your easier productive time. So your product, your productivity that is stuff that needs to get done, but it's a little more easier and fun. So I guess like something that I would consider that is, um, if I have a messy room and I need to reorganize it, cause I love reorganizing, but if there's dishes, I be doing that in the morning because that that's where I need to get my like that's where I need to get the stuff done. So whatever sleeping pattern that that is, my best wake up time is to get up at seven. And I've actually really I've really noticed that uh, seven is like the perfect time for me to wake up. And I notice that if I wake up anytime like after eight thirty, I just feel like crap. Absolutely. So waking up at like nine thirty ten today kind of threw me off because now I feel like I've completely wasted a day, which I have, you know, doing Harley Quinn makeup. But more or less than that, it's just because I always go like, whoa, it's already five? And what have I accomplished today? Blah, blah, blah. So that type of thing. I wish I knew. Actually, I'm going to Google them right now. So as I'm Googling this, I guess I can like talk about some more stuff about gender roles. <sighs> okay. Sleeping. I realize I cannot talk and type at the same time, so we're just going to go Google different sleeping schedule types and see if that pops up anything. Okay, it's called mo monophys- oh gosh, monophasic? Monophasic. Monophasic. Maybe I should- ooh, I just tapped my microphone. I was thinking maybe I should just start an ASMR channel, uh, channel. like, oh, my PC is running really low. No. Okay. So, um, <laughs> my laptop unfortunately had uh, died. So, but I got the charger and we are plugged in and we are ready to continue. Uh, thankfully. So, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought and whatever I was just talking about. Um, after that. But yeah, gender roles is gonna be the general topic of today's podcast. So. I'm going to do a little brief introduction into what gender roles are and kind of what they look like. So um, gender roles can also be known as like sex roles or like a societal role because, you know, it is. Um, so the basic concept of gender roles is like a gender's role in society, which I know like sounds kind of self-explanatory, but it's something that we still have to, you know, describe. So it's the roles that have been implemented on different genders and what seems to be like sociably acceptable or appropriate for that gender to act. So gender roles, um, 
they often change uh, how people's lives work. I, I mean, we've seen it. Uh, you know, women, they're supposed to stay at home, be the mothers, not go to work, blah, blah, blah. Men, they're supposed to provide for their family, have a stable career, you know, work that nine to five. And and so like those are those are example of gender roles. Now, gender roles are everywhere. They're everywhere in our society. It's been so deeply integrated gender roles. They affect so many things, including like livelihoods, um, products in stores. You know, there's price differences between female and male products, even though essentially these products are the same. It's just one probably has a pink coat slapped on it and another one probably has a blue coat slapped on it or the scents are slightly different. But why? Okay. Why are scents gendered? I will never understand that. Why Why are forest scents considered like man scents and then like vanilla and coconut or women scents? They're just, they're just scents. Okay. I hope I went far enough away from the camera for that ranting uh, so I didn't like blow your ear uh, drums off. But like seriously, because scents, they just, you have five senses, which that's like scientific base, whatever. One of them is your nose. And what does your nose sense? Sense. It smells. And how the idea of smells became like either feminine or masculine, I don't know. That's something I would actually love to look into. When did people decide that coconut was a female scent? And when did people decide that pine was like a male scent? Like when 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 was that decided? I would like to know. But yeah. So I um gender roles, I I mean <laughs> I view it as a very toxic thing. Toxic thing. I don't think there's a lot of positivity that has come up from gender roles. Um, it has put people into boxes, or as we like to say, the man box and the woman flower. I would love to talk about those. We definitely will. But it puts people into like these um, these roles, and these roles not might might not be what they want to accomplish in life or what they want to be, but because you will be reprimanded for not following your gender's you know appropriate role then you're gonna you're gonna get belittled and that forces people to not <clears throat> live their lives in the best way possible um plus we see oppression on both sides of genders you know like women not being able to hold as steady of a career to make it as far there's a complete empower balance between men men and women still the oppression on men's side is like you know the ability to not have I don't want to say the ability to not have feelings because they do, like, obviously men have feelings. I guess the ability to show and allow for those feelings to settle. And we see that affects men very strongly because um, if you look at the differences in suicide rates, men's mental health is very important, but it seems like, you know, we're more aware of women's mental health. But so we do see oppression on both ends. It's not like feminism and gender role is only just fighting for women's rights even though it is very much in the forefront because we have seen women more oppressed in society than men Alrighty, so now we're gonna get to talk about um one of my two of my favorite uh topics ever probably so i'm gonna introduce the ideas of the man box and the woman flower so the man box and the woman flower, they're almost like visual or like verbal or just even like theoretical representations of how we view gender roles and how gender roles are prominent in our society. So when I was doing the Hearts Not Parts presentation in my psych class, the um, 
the first project or first introductory thing that we did was um, talking about the man box and the woman flower. So I think that would be an awesome place to start off with too, because that was like kind of like our first little introduction and it'll be like your guys' first little introduction. So when we look at the um, man box, we are picturing a box. <laughs> so, you know, your classic four, four sides, just, you know, just a good old box. And so we were and our task um, in this class was we split off into two different groups. So one group got assigned the man box and one group got assigned the woman flower. And the woman flower is just like the outline of a flower. There's there's so many different types of flowers, but, you know, your 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 um, your staple flower, you're the circle center and then the petals on the outside. And we were tasked with putting in ideas that we associate with men um, in the man box and then ideas that we associate with women in the woman flower. So and it was actually really cool to see it visually, the differences in words that we used with men and words that we used with women. So some of those things that we included in. The man box were stuff like what you think traditionally um, gender roles are. No emotions for the man box, working that nine to five job, providing for the family, having to be strong. But then we got some kind of more unconventional things that we kind of, I don't know, assume with the idea of like a man, um, which was like, I don't know, like barbecuing, trucks. I don't know why I said that with a, with like a southern accent. It's just like I always go into like when trucks. <laughs> it always does a little bit of a dip. <laughs> but like trucks, mechanics, working on cars, like the garage area was kind of seen as like more of the man area versus like maybe the kitchen would have been seen as more of like a woman area. And just like little things like sports was kind of more considered with a man. Football, beer, you know, we see that like scents, pine, forest hunting like that kind of stuff we saw in the man box versus when we observed the woman flowers so once again we had more some more things that we viewed as like traditional gender roles so we saw you know being pretty cleaning cooking um for their family raising the children getting pregnant being sensitive being very emotional um but some other things we saw in there was that like on um, the idea that women like are viewed as um, for the use of sex, um, we also saw some things like women have to be into dresses, makeup, pretty things like flowers. You have to be super into like perfume, um, your skin, like skincare we associated with women. And it was just very, very interesting to see the visual differences between things that we associate with men and the traditional uh, gender roles of men. And then the things that we kind of associated with women and the traditional things that um, the traditional gender roles of women. So, yeah, when we're talking about gender roles, oftentimes we are talking about um, the man box and the woman flower and how those two ideas or those two different roles that have been implemented on those genders have affected people's lives. And I see it every day, how these gender roles affect people's lives. I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. We grew, we grew up with them. We grew up with the idea of them. We grew up with it being like integrated in our brain. So it's very hard for us to recognize when these gender roles do affect our lives and what kind of things they affect on the everyday things around us. So like, you know, like scents, products, shopping, like that is so affected by gender roles. Other things like fashion, very affected by gender roles. And we see like, you know, feminism as being in the forefront of women's rights. Like we women um, are able to wear pants now, even though there was a point in time in life when it would have been seen as 
like, insane for women to be wearing pants, you know? Like, they always had to be in skirts or dresses. And But we see now that men still aren't able to wear dresses or skirts without there being a complete uproar. Uh, Harry Styles, anyone? <laughs> like, forbid someone is literally wearing a piece of clothing that they want to. Like, bruh. Anyways. So a couple things that I, like, I don't know that I see specifically with gender roles is... And it makes me so mad is this idea that women know nothing about cars, which honestly, that is not true because I know so many women that have had to learn things about cars and I don't want to like, because you know, they're on their own or I don't know, cause they're gay and then they don't have like a husband in their life to like learn about cars. So boom, it's just like, it's a thing people need to know about cars, but for some reason, because it's in like the gender roles that like cars and trucks and blah, blah, blah are associated with man, it's just become integrated into like the man's role to like trucks, to like cars, to, you know, know about that, to be knowledgeable about it, to know how to fix it and stuff. And so I hate it when people say like, biologically, women are just not into cars, or there's been studies that women are honestly, they just don't know nothing about cars, because that's not true, because yes, maybe women have less knowledge about it and stuff, but it's nothing to do with science or like biology or anything. It actually has to do with gender roles and the idea that is implemented on us since the day we are born that men are associated with cars and trucks, and they're supposed to learn about it, and they're supposed to know about it, and that girls... We, we don't know anything about it and we're supposed to rely on the men in our life to come fix our cars for us because we're not supposed to be in cars, right? So we'll never actually like feel the need to go out and discover that information because the way you learn to like things and to love things is by going out and doing it or learning it yourself and becoming passionate with it. So if you never even, if it's never even in the forefront of your brain, how are you supposed to like, you know, connect that? Anyway, so no, women are not into biologic, like, are not, <sighs> women not being into cars is not science or biological based. Thank you. And like my mom, like she taught me everything that I know about cars because like, and I could, I could list off like, but I could list off at least five women in my life that I know right now that know so much about cars or super into cars and stuff. But it's just like, it seems like, it's just it's very frustrating and and this is why I'm making this podcast so I can like kind of bring these ideas and these and this perspective into light and try to like show people that because I do I do realize not like scientific base but like statistics statistically yes there are less women who will say they're interested in cars and um know less about cars but it's not because of how our brains are wired or our hormones or anything like that it's just because it's just because you know of, of gender roles and how that affects us and that's just one of the ways that I noticed that gender roles like directly affect me in my life and it's something that has made me very angry in the past <laughs> but yeah so that's kind of like a basic introduction into gender roles I would love to in later episodes kind of look at the origins of different gender roles in different cultures and societies I think I've already said that uh in this podcast already but I think that would be really cool because in social studies uh, at least in Canada, because I live in Canada. Hey, Canadian born here, drinking maple syrup every morning, am I right? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but in Canada, in our social studies class, specifically in middle school, I remember learning about a, a lot of different cultures and 
I had one teacher specifically in grade six who did kind of look at the different genders and their roles into these societies. So the two that we really looked at were um, some indigenous community communities, specifically the Haudenosaunee. And then we were looking at ancient Greek times. So we kind of got to explore some different gender roles into there. And from what I remember, because I haven't I haven't revisited in a very long time, but it, it's something that what, like I was so interested in it. And I, I wonder why raging feminist over here, but I loved like, that's something that really stuck with me in grade six. It's like one of the few things that I can vividly remember was talking about the gender roles in the Haudenosaunee and aging Greek time. But like, one of the things that our teachers did was, depending on like which one we were talking about, uh, they made the gender stand up that was like more obviously in powder. So like in ancient Greek, all the men got to stand up on their desks. And I was, I remember feeling so mad. I was like sitting there with my arms crossed and I was like, this is bullshit because <laughs> we, all, we all know men rule the world anyways. Like we don't, we don't need to verbally show it or phys physically show it, not verbally. My <laughs> I don't know my senses, guys. This has gone, this podcast has gone a little wild right now. I'm just going to take a bite of my yogurt and take a breath. Okay, so <clears throat> she made all the men stand up because men were only allowed to, um, men were only allowed to own property. Women were not allowed to own their own property. So they couldn't even have their own houses, which is crazy. So it's like, oh, you want to live by yourself? Psych, you can't even own property. And then... Like, husbands were basically in charge of, like, their wives' choices and, like, completely, like, their wives had to ask them permission to go out or if they wanted to just go to the groceries to grab some quick groceries or something, they had to ask their husband. And so men in ancient Greek society definitely held significant amounts of power over women. And then if we look at the um, Haudenosaunee, Sorry, just drinking some coffee. <laughs> if we look at the the indigenous communities, they were definitely more um, socially aware of their genders being equal. So the women finally got to stand up on their desks. We got to we got to rain our parade. We got to be like woo. But that's because in their government, they would oftentimes do like consensus and. I don't, I don't know if this information is 100% accurate because it has been a long time since I've revisited these ideas. But if I remember correctly, it was like female elders that would oftentimes run these discussions to reach a consensus in the community. So that's why we got to, um, we got to stand on our little deskies because um, I think women and women elders were very prominent in those societies, the indigenous communities and society. Especially the Haudenosaunee specifically, because that's what that's what we were specifically learning about at the time. So yeah, it would be fun to like kind of look more into uh, some more different origins of more different cultures and stuff, and um, kind of see how that has been like integrated into our, our society. Because like you know, and as we can see, we definitely um, view more European gender. Like we in our North American society, like I'm I'm talking specifically more like Canada and America. We can see a very Eurocentric gender roles emplacement in our society. And that's probably because, you know, of all of the European countries like coming over here and stuff. And their culture was a lot more was, you know, their culture just wasn't oppressed like others. So that would make sense that their ideas would be in the forefront of our ideas, which is 
kind of unfortunate because gender roles suck. <laughs> now, speaking of roles, <clears throat> one thing that gets me that gets me thinking about gender roles is the entertainment business. Um, we see gender roles so heavily in anime. I would love to talk about that. So, um, I watch anime. What? I just, I just hit. So, okay. So I have a speaker and then I have like this little like circle thing. Now it's supposed to catch like spit and stuff. So you don't like, it makes the sound quality apparently a little better. I have no idea what it's called. I, I learned what it was called at one point, but I just smacked that and it just like went all the way left. But so I'm a huge nerd, watch a lot of anime and in anime specifically, I think in, in other entertainment and like tv shows movies american tv shows and movies there's definitely um heavy gender roles in those two but i like to see like specifically in anime you oftentimes see the protagonists of any action and adventure movie or tv show being male and the protagonist in any like <laughs> love story or like sentimental blah 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 is a female and I mean, if that isn't just, like, the basis of gender roles, I have no idea what. Because, you know, men, action, fighting, you know, all that jazz. And then, you know, women being the protagonist of, like, a love story and falling in love or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I love anime. Do not get me wrong. This is not a hate on anime. It's just a hate on how gender roles are still heavily implicated into um, anime. But, yeah, like, that's um that's something we see... <laughs> the differences in body expectation is insane because I'll be watching and I'll notice that they have a wide range of bodies for men. So, like, there's skinny, like, muscly, uh, like, in between, tall, short, like, stouty. Like, I don't know. There's so many different types of body types and they're all beautiful. We all have all body types. And then I notice that um, when we're looking at the females, they're either... They either have really big boobies, <laughs> or they're completely flat and tiny and skinny, or when they are on the heavier side, if they're a character on the heavier side, they are drawn with extreme, they're drawn in an extreme way to over, to almost overemphasize that that female character is like supposed to be the quote unquote like fat character almost, right? It's very like, it's very isolating. So it's like we have those specific gender types it's okay to be flat as long as you're extremely skinny to counterback that or otherwise you're supposed to have like you know it's attractive to have big boobies or if you are overweight they overemphasize it to almost be like well that's actually not what you're expected to look like this is just because that character is taking that archetype so and i notice it in video games too actually really heavily the difference between body types is that women are supposed to be put into those very bum 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 and then men have a wide range of body types because women traditionally have to be more focused on their you know their looks and their beauty and their physical appearance and I know that's like that is a struggle for men too like the beauty standards are insane and everybody is beautiful in their own way but we do see that side of gender roles or that side of society affecting women a lot more as because they have higher expectations to look better they have higher expectations to look young to look skinny to look fresh and it's really hard to I find that like it's really hard to traditionally view a woman as beautiful when they don't specifically when they don't specifically adhere to like those beauty standards versus like we see men you know you hear like old Hollywood actors 
they looked great in their youth, but it's almost like, oh, in their gray age, they look even better. But you never hear that about, like, women, right? You never will hear people being like, oh, Madonna looks so good in her older age. But you hear that about George Clooney all the time. And poor Madonna. Girl's kicking it and looking hot as <laughs> So, yeah, it's just, like... I definitely see that um, physical difference in, in shows and media uh, between men and women, too. So, yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I was, um, I watched My Hero Academia, which is an anime. I really like that show. It's very much like a comfort show. Not, like, one of my favorites, but the characters, I don't know. They bring me, they bring me a level of comfort. One of the first animes I kind of got introduced to. But that show, I noticed that even though, like, even though they're better than other animes that that show still shows gender roles because we see a lot of the female characters kind of being useless and like not contributing to the plot in a meaningful way like they're there and they have lines and they do things but they don't contribute to the plot like the fit like the main plot in in meaningful ways and when they do contribute to the plot it's usually like extremely small parts it's not like that epic moment of saving it's not that epic moment of being the hero it's like being that like it's it's just it's a tiny it's like a tiny little thing that they help out with it's like they're being basically the tiniest ever little bit of helpful and that is not the character's faults so that is definitely the writer's faults writer writer's fault but like the girl that we see um mostly have any meaningful attachment to the plot is Yayurozu, and she's also the girl with the biggest boobs. <laughs> so maybe that's one in one. And it's like you wanna be you wanna be a part of the plot, the bigger boobs you have to have. But yeah, that is a good show. My favorite characters from that show are Todoroki and Bakugo. Because I like really angsty, socially awkward characters who don't know how to communicate with others and if they have anger issues, apparently that is also a winning uh, winning favorite character trait in my book. Because I'm like, ooh, anger issues. That'll make for a lot of character development. I'm just saying, the angrier the character, it seems like the more character development they have. And that is just great because I love characters with character development. I like a very dynamic plot with my shows and my medias. And I like very dynamic characters. If there's like, if it's a surface level movie or TV show, I will probably hate it. I'm not even going to lie. I, I like, honestly, I borderline cannot stand comedies for that reason. Like comedy movies. I really like Parks and Rec. I was so obsessed with that show. But also because, like, that's also, like, almost a joke or a representation of government. So even, like, that show, it's not as surface level as others. Very interesting. I like to psychoanalyze why I watch the media or, like, the stuff that I do. But yeah, so that's my little, that's my little intro into gender roles. We'll get to talk about gender roles a lot in the future. We'll talk about the origins of it, how it's affected different cultures, and we'll get to definitely look into the entertainment side of it and look at how gender roles are it affect different TV shows or movies or books and yada yada. So that was fun. Um, this will probably wrap up the end of this episode. I'm trying to keep episodes... 40 minutes to 45 minutes. This one might not quite make the mark just because of when I edit it, it will be a little bit shorter than what it says right now. But that leads us to our conclusion. So I'm going to break out the cat piano because this is the thing we're doing every single time. 
Capiano's Capiano is here and Capiano needs to be turned on. Okay, so um we're gonna do the bells today. So today we talked about oh, I guess we could do a little summary in my head. So what did we even talk about? I didn't even I know that last time I said I was gonna have a script and stuff and everything. This time there was no paper in sight. I totally just free reign that. <laughs> Girl, like, so what did we talk about? So we talked about the introduction into gender roles. We kind of talked about gender roles in anime, in indigenous communities, ancient Greek. And then we also talked about My Hero Academia, because that slaps. Oh, and then my computer died. Wow, what a time. I think we're going to do organ. No, let's do bells. Okay. Okay, wait, and then you can actually even get some, like, techno going. Eh? Can I turn up the volume? Here we go. <laughs> I can also turn up the tempo. Okay. Oh, that's going way too fast for me. Okay. Go! No! It's not going down! I don't want the tempo this fast! Okay, there we go. I think it's stopped. Also, I am not musically trained by any means. I just own a cat piano. So if these little jingles are like so bad, I am so sorry. <laughs> gender rules, gender rules, and gender rules. They'll get better. They'll get more creative. But yeah, anyways, that wraps up our technically our second episode, but our first official episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. And I hope that you have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.